you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. Tom Pelissero here, one of the business, one of the busiest men in the business on one of the busiest days on the NFL calendar. Regular season is over, playoff matchups are set, and coaching and general manager news coming in fast and furious. And that was the case here today. Uh, Tom, first, let's start with once today's in the rear view. What are the next couple of days like as you sift through the dust and as the dust dust settles on everything that's that's happened here today? One of the things that we know about uh, the head coach and GM hiring cycle every year is you have, um, you know, the Monday sequence of firings and requests that, that go out. But generally speaking, you have some aftershocks. You have certain situations that are still being worked through in meetings with ownership. You might be talking about potential staff changes. There's always a possibility that you could end up, uh, you know, with a, a situation like Doug Peterson last year who got fired at want to say it was about nine days after the season ended. Uh, and then in addition to that, you have teams that are kind of on different schedules in terms of getting out their interview requests. For instance, the Broncos fired Vic Fangio on Sunday morning because they happened to play a Saturday game in week 18. Uh, so right. first thing Monday morning, they put out a, a bunch of requests to different head coaching candidates. And then you have other teams like the Vikings or the bears whose plans may have evolved even within the past few days and so the people who otherwise would be running the coaching search uh, are no longer in the building and now you have to have uh, people who are not directly involved in football namely ownership level people who are figuring out how to run a, a football operation at least temporarily so you've got a lot of different moving parts and that just kind of affects the rhythm at which uh, these things go on you know really we're going to be over the next several weeks here you're going to have interviews you're going to have second rounds of interviews you are going to have uh, hirings. Uh, this could be potentially a slower process for multiple reasons than it's been in recent years. Uh, one being the fact that 
really there's you know there's now only two buys or you know one in each conference right. so that really limits the number of coaches and candidates who can interview this week because if you're still in the playoffs you can't interview until divisional playoff week uh, and secondly there's now a new rule um tweaks to the Rooney rule by which teams uh, must bring in an external minority candidate for all head coach and general manager posts for an in-person interview. So that's also going to have the effect of slowing things down, at least to a certain degree, which is the intention. That's what, um, you know, Troy Vincent and the uh, Fritz Pollard Alliance and everyone always says, if you're going to have better equity and diversity in hiring, you just need to slow down the process. They tried to do it with the two week early interview window. Only yeah. one team took advantage of that Jacksonville. And there's some uh, kind of technical reasons why that uh, took place, but it's also just trying now to extend this process out uh, as we get into, you know, further into January here. And so it would not be a surprise uh, if you have some jobs they're not getting filled until the week of the conference championship games. Right, which is still a few weeks off as we approach Super Wild Card Weekend. But let's start with the Miami Dolphins, uh, who today became uh, one of the six teams now looking for a head coach when they fired Brian Flores. They kept general manager Chris Greer, as you and your colleagues uh, in Rapport and Mike Garofolo have been talking about all day today. What ended up happening there that ultimately resulted in Brian Flores uh, being gone after three years? Well, Red, this was something that was really playing out for a couple of months here because you know, everybody wants to talk about the seven-game winning streak that the Dolphins yeah. had down the stretch. Well, that was preceded by a seven-game losing streak, and so they were 1-7 and seven at the start of November. That was at the height of the Deshaun Watson trade talks. Tua Tungavailoa had been uh, nicked up at that point. He had missed quite a bit of time. They were not able to get a Watson deal done. It was at that point that ownership, Stephen Ross, was beginning to think about potentially making a change. So then you start winning uh, later on in the season. There were indications that uh, you know things might be improving, but what I was continually told was don't don't discount Miami potentially making changes because there had been some friction between Brian Flores and Chris Greer, between Brian Flores and other people in the building. He just has a very hard-charging, demanding uh, personality, which is not completely unique uh, to him in the NFL, but it definitely uh, wore on some people. He'd obviously made a lot of changes, different offensive coordinator or coordinators uh, every year in his tenure there. And Stephen Ross said it himself. He did not feel like they could move forward and have the collaborative uh, work environment that he felt that they needed to have success. I mean, I've been looking at this over three years now and watching the organization grow and I think an organization can only function if it's collaborative and it has and it works well together. And I don't think that we were really working well as an organization that it would take to really win consistently at the NFL level. You know, if there was a surprise, it was the fact that if either Greer or Flores had to go, that it was not Greer, which was the belief in league circles uh, for a number of weeks. It sounded in the past week or so, like maybe they were going to be able to move forward together. That obviously did not happen. So it ends up being Brian Flores that's out. And depending what other jobs may open up here, uh, I would not be surprised if Brian Flores is right back in the mix uh, for head coaching jobs again in this cycle. Stephen Ross made the announcement today, the owner of the Dolphins, right at the news conference, uh, making it official. Also, for what it's worth, said that he is not going to be the owner that pulls Jim Harbaugh from the University of Michigan, which there was some thought. Obviously, both uh, Michigan alums there. But is it Stephen Ross that will hire the head coach? Or does the general manager, Chris Greer, make that call moving forward? 
everything goes through Stephen Ross. Uh, you know, he's the boss. And you know, it was funny when the Jim Harbaugh stuff started up again today. Right. And everyone, I got a bunch of calls about it. And basically, as you know, I've been on the phone the entire day and everyone started calling me about it. And I, what I said was, he doesn't want to. He's a Michigan guy. Ross went yeah. to Michigan. He's not. He said it in, some in the, the playoffs press this year. I'm right. not going to be the guy to take Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan. I love Jim Harbaugh. Uh, had the opportunity once before to come to the, to the uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, but uh, he's at the University of Michigan, as everybody really knows. And I guess that's really one of my really. Uh, that is my school I graduated from, and I'm very involved in it. And I'm not going to be the person that takes Jim Harbaugh to the University of Michigan. I hope he stays there. He is a great coach. Now, if Jim Harbaugh somewhere down the line calls and says, I'm done at Michigan, no matter what, I'm going to the Raiders, then we'll see how Stephen Ross might uh, potentially react to that. But he was not. this was not some plan where he was just going to go and, and pluck the guy from a school where, you know, Stephen Ross's name is on practically every building there. Right. Uh, th- this is going to be on him to be the decision maker. Uh, Brian Flores had a lot of power within that organization. It's not a structure where the general manager is directly over the top uh, of the head coach. So I would anticipate, you know, with all the other executives that they have uh, in the in in Miami, Tom Garfinkel, among others, uh, that they're going to go through another, um, you know, search here. It's been an ongoing issue for Miami. I mean, when you go back and you look, Brian Flores didn't make the playoffs in three seasons, but he did have consecutive above 500 records. And the last Dolphins coach to do that was Dave Wanstead, I believe, in 2000, Early part of the 2001. Yeah. So every other coach has not lasted. Century. Joe Philbin got into a fourth year. Everybody else has been, you know, two, three years there. It's hard because I understand you don't want to have sustained mediocrity. You don't want to, um, you know, just settle in and say that nine and eight like they are this year is good enough because it's not. And they were up and down. They were streaky under Brian Flores. But you saw some of the players speaking up. Again, Flores is not going to be for everyone. There have been some veterans who have gone there and it's gone sideways for one way or another. Guys don't get along. They get released. They get traded, whatever it might be. Uh, But there's players also who buy into uh, his coaching style. So these are challenging decisions for everybody. It doesn't mean that Brian Flores is not a good coach. I think there's a lot of people who yeah. respect what he did as a coach. But, you know, all those things, you know, we, we sometimes look in a vacuum of just like, oh, does this coach have this ranked offense, this ranked defense? You know, it's, it's also about dynamics. It's about personalities. Sure. It's about what kind of culture do you want to have in the building? And obviously, Stephen Ross didn't feel like he had a culture where they were going to become much better than they are right now. How much does Tua Tungavailoa factor into the next head coach? And, and who the next head coach is and what the quarterback situation is there in Miami. Well, they were actively trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, both in August and at the trade deadline. So that gives you a frame of reference for where uh, Stephen Ross's mind may have been uh, throughout the course of that process. Chris Greer, of course. Now, again, when you have Brian Flores with a lot of power and you have Chris Greer there, you always get in situations of who actually has their name on what draft pick, on what free right. agent signing and things like that. So we don't want to make assumptions here. Uh, but certainly, you know, they drafted Tua over Justin Herbert. That was their evaluation, uh, despite the fact that he's, you know, a smaller quarterback and had a longer injury history. Um, Justin Herbert, there was less of a known in terms of college production. Uh, different teams had him, you know, scouted different ways. But they drafted Tua, number five overall. And he had, yeah. did play the best football of his young NFL career uh, down the stretch of the season. Tua, eluding the pressure and going deep down the sideline. He has a man over No, he's ruled a touchdown. He did not go out of bounds. 
So, uh, you know, Stephen Ross said today, whether it's Sean Watson or anyone else who will be the head coach making the call on the quarterback. I have no plans. It will be up to the head coach in terms of what he does with quarterback. But just Tua, as I said before, I have a lot of confidence in Tua, but it's really going to be depend on the next head coaches and the direction that he wants to take that position. Yet it's the general manager who he's kept in place. Uh, it's fair to say that there are some things that are clouded right now in terms of exactly what this operation looks like moving forward. Uh, but they do have a young quarterback who, again, played pretty well. Uh, and if Tua is going to be your quarterback, you've got to have a coordinator who's willing to run the stuff he does best, which is spread yeah. it out, let him get the ball out of his hands, uh, you know, shoot it around the field. Uh, that's what he was in college, and, and that's what he's been when he's had success in the NFL. So from the AFC East to the NFC East, where one of the moves we expected was a general manager change with the New York Giants, Dave Gettleman uh, announcing his retirement after four seasons and his return uh, to the Giants here in the second tenure. A bit of a tumultuous tenure. Did not have... They shut uh, my lights off, Brett. Right? Uh, they did. Lights have been they on just, for 13 hours, and uh, they finally had to shut my lights off. So we're just going to do the rest in the dark. We're good. <laughs> that's that's Go on. good. All right. What are the um, odds? Well, the the lights are off on the uh, Giants personnel department right now oh. as uh, as Dave Gettleman moves on. Wish him all the best. Obviously, um, it's, this was a tough four years for him. Uh, Tom obviously had the cancer battle here. Never found the success that they wanted. Traded Odell Beckham. All the stuff you went. You know, you can you can throw the list here. But where the Giants go from here, and Tom, as this is creative, look at you. I'm re- I'm uh, relighting this shot. Look at this. this. This is professional work here. I've been in the basement for two years, Red. I figured a few things out. If somebody give Tom a production a production credit for this, um, how much does the new general manager factor into the decision on Joe Judge's future as they weigh a third year for Judge? Well, this is something that I think is important to note because there was speculation, um, you know, in recent weeks about Joe Judge is safe and Daniel Jones is safe and they'll be back next season. And the point that was made to me was they knew for some time that they were going to be running a general manager search because Dave Gettleman was not going to be back uh, for another season. And the GM was going to have a big say in the overall football operation. The Giants are a traditional franchise. They have long maintained the traditional structure where the general manager is the boss uh, of the head coach. It is not the New England model where the head coach has all the power and he finds personnel guys who are willing to do what he says and, and help and you know assist uh, on that front. And so I think that there had been this belief that Joe Judge would be able to mint whoever it was he wanted to be the, the general manager, whether that's a uh, Monty Austin Ford from the Titans, who is going to interview for the job, whether that's Kevin Abrams as an in-house candidate. Yeah. Um, it's going to very much be a wide open uh, search. So, yeah, I mean, the, the new GM, which what you don't know, too, is how this timeline is going to play out because there's still right. ongoing meetings between Joe Judge and ownership. And that's when I talk about kind of that, that trickle-down effect. Uh, you kind of get this drip, drip, drip that's continuing to go. And that's not unique to the Giants right now. There's several other teams that are in a similar position. Uh Will Joe Judge still be the head coach when the general manager is hired? If he is, then the general manager is absolutely going to have a say, not just in the head coach's future, but where they're going as an entire operation. It's a great point. And they've got a decision to make on their quarterback moving forward with Daniel Jones, who was unable to finish uh, this season due to the injury. Uh, So there's a lot of transition uh, potentially on the horizon here for the New York Giants. Uh, Same goes for the Denver Broncos here in a, in a, unique situation with an ownership change uh, potentially uh, on the horizon here. 
You've got general manager George Payton, who came from Minnesota. Uh, by the way, we'll get to the Vikings here in just a little bit, who cleaned house today with Rick Spielman and, uh, and Mike Zimmer out. George Payton has a lot of power, it sounds like, to make this call uh, for, the, for the Denver Broncos moving forward. And he's moving quickly with his interview requests. Well, and that's part of the reason that it made sense for George Payton to make this move now with Vic Fangio. Um, you know, he certainly heard Vic out. Vic presented potential plans, contingency, staff changes, all that. They weren't able to get a place to keep him. Did you talk to George Payton this week? And do you know what's going to happen to you? No, I do not know. Did you talk to him this week? Yeah, we talk all the time, George and I. Vic, uh, last. What's that? About the future or Everything. I'll be good, like, don't worry about me. But think about this. How often in the NFL does the general manager get to unilaterally decide the, the fate and the future of the entire football operation? The fact that the Broncos could be sold next June or July, once there's a, a lawsuit that needs to get wrapped up here in terms of this first, this right of first refusal that has to do with a, a late former owner uh, of the team who preceded Pat Boland. Uh, George Payton gets to make this call on his own. And next year at this time, somebody else, an owner, might be telling him uh, what he needs to do. And so Payton is the one who's going to be making the call. He's the one running the search. Uh, you have, uh, I would certainly say, uh, a strong list of candidates in terms yeah. of some of the guys that we've all talked about as being the ones to watch in this cycle. You've got uh, Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore, the two coordinators from the Dallas Cowboys, Quinn is one of, if not the favorite for the job going into it because he's got a pre-existing relationship with George Payton. They worked together in the mid-2000s uh, down in Miami. Uh, huh? You know, guys who have stayed in touch through the years. Uh, Quinn, of course, you know, coached the Falcons. I know it didn't end well there, but, uh, you know, a guy who took him Good to moments. the Super Bowl early yeah. on. He knew how to build his culture. Um, you know, you've got a guy in Kellen Moore who's well-regarded, Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive coordinators on the list. Gerard Mayo, the Patriots inside linebackers coach. Aaron Glenn, the Lions defensive coordinator, who's a name that you're going to hear more about. And you heard plenty about in the 90s yeah. when he was a first-round right. draft pick by the Jets and played, I think, 15 seasons in the NFL. He's really regarded uh, well as an assistant coach now, going from New Orleans to Detroit with Dan Campbell. Jonathan Gannon is on that list, too, the Eagles defensive coordinator, another guy with a Peyton uh, connection yeah. from their days together in, in Minnesota. Uh, and Eric Bieniemy, whose name that, of course, we've heard a lot in the past several cycles. Uh, he's going to be on their list of uh, interview requests as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll see exactly a how this there. moves forward. This is going to be tied to a quarterback change, too. Teddy Bridgewater's in a contract year. Uh, we've all heard the Aaron Rodgers rumblings for quite some time. Aaron Rodgers was telling certain people last summer uh, that he thought he would end up in Denver and wanted to go there. Is that still the case? He's currently in the middle of the playoffs with the Packers. You can't project that stuff out uh, quite this far. But regardless of what you do, the, the issue for the Broncos going back to the Super Bowl year when they won it with Peyton Manning, but you know he missed all that time with the foot injury and Brock Osweiler took over and he just kind of right. came in there and was just – popping the ball up into the air with no velocity, but somehow won a Super Bowl doing that with a really good defense. They haven't been able to solidify the quarterback position, whether it is, you know, Osweiler or Case Keenum or Drew Locke. Trevor or Simeon, Joe Teddy Bridgewater, Flacco. Simeon, Joe yeah. Flacco, uh, Brett like Rippins in there. Let's see if we can name all of them, Red. I want to say there's uh, one. Jeff Driscoll. Drew I was Jeff in there. Driscoll. And uh, Kendall Hinton. Can't forget him either. So a long list of uh, guys who have played quarterback or sort of quarterback in Hinton's case uh, for the Broncos, they're going to need a plan for offense. That was yeah. the downfall for Vic Fangio. His defense was really good every year. It should be. He's one of the best defensive coordinators out there. But you need a plan for the offense. So even if you hire a Dan Quinn 
a Gerard Mayo, expect yeah. them to have plans of how we're going to solidify that offense. Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, that's the one request I forgot uh, that's been put that's in so far too. So, you know, if Kevin O'Connell is not the head coach of the Denver Broncos, could he potentially be a play calling OC going to uh, join the Broncos? Something that Sean McVay blocked him from doing a year ago, uh, but probably would let him do this time around. All those things fit together. And this is something that teams do. It's not just interviewing all these guys. They're all head coach candidates on paper. They are, but some of them you're also right. keeping in the back of your mind. This is a guy we might lure for a coordinator opportunity because remember, Rhett, you can't block now position coaches from taking OC jobs anymore. Great point. Uh, Tom Pelissero, always uh, with the uh, procedures and the protocols, and, and we appreciate that. But the NFC North has seen some major turnover. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Uh, now, the Green Bay Packers power structure, the longest tenured in that division with Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst uh, as the GM. When we come back, the new faces of the North. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Back here with Tom Pelissero on a very busy news day in the NFL. And uh, look, unfortunately uh, for you know all the families involved, and, and look, we, we don't take that lightly here on a day like this, but uh, some major changes in the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings organizations, both teams cleaning house. Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace gone from the Chicago Bears. Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman also gone after longer tenures with the Minnesota Vikings. In Spielman's case, 16 years Surprised today to see Spielman go. Obviously, some talk about Zimmer's future as the Vikings season kind of fizzled this year, Tom. Uh, what was your read on what happened in Minnesota? Well, besides the Brian Flores change, the, the most surprising thing that happened on this day was Rick Spielman being uh, fired by the Vikings. Uh, this was something that even as recently as the middle of last week did not appear to be heading that direction at all. And the full anticipation of people in league circles was that Spielman would be back, whether it was as the GM or potentially in a new role over the top of a general manager and a head coach guiding the the search. You know, Spielman joined the Vikings back in 2006. Uh, he was the second personnel man that the Wilfs had hired there, but it was right at the start of their ownership tenure. And remember, they're based in the New York, New Jersey area. They are there at times for games and they are in the building. But in many ways, Spielman was the football liaison. I mean, he was the one who was the uh, connective tissue to the Wilfs uh, for a long time. and also had a variety of non-football uh, responsibilities, business things, facilities, all that stuff that he did in the Vikings organization. So uh, with the firing of Mike Zimmer after eight seasons, that was something that had been coming for a while. There was a lot of frustration both inside and outside the building with the way the season played out, all the close games, uh, the fact that you've got this dynamic offense with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins playing at a high level, Adam Thielen, and you're not able just to blow somebody out every now and then. Uh, it, it was pretty clear that they were headed for a reboot. But without Spielman now, you're talking about running a coaching search without the guy who would have been running the coaching search. So the anticipation is, and Mark Wolf said it today, that they're going to do this internally. We have a plan for how we're going to move forward. We're going to utilize our relationships and network of resources to make the best possible choice. Uh, the process will be methodical, comprehensive, and we're looking for strong leaders, uh, communicators, uh, collaborators. That they're going to hire the GM first and then let the, G- the new GM hire the head coach. The process has already begun, and uh, we know there are a lot of good candidates. And at the same time, we know that this is a uh, highly desirable uh, uh, place for people to be. We have a, a great core of talent, a great uh, uh, facilities, a great fan base, great communities. So uh, we're confident we're uh, on a good process, and uh, we've already gotten start- started on that work. And so it's going to be Mark Ziggy and Lenny Wilf. It'll be Rob Brzezinski, the longtime and respected uh, cap manager, uh, he's got a much fancier title than that. He's not the cap manager, sure, but uh, sure. on the top of my head, that's what he's known for. That's still good work. Uh, among, among other people that they're going to consult within the building. Yeah. So there's a lot of really good GM candidates in this cycle. Uh, even though you had a, a bunch get hired last year, I can't remember the precise number of jobs, but it was it, the most we've ever had in my time yeah. uh, covering the league. But some of the names you're going to hear are for these GM jobs. Uh, Ed Dodds, the Colts assistant general manager, I would anticipate his name's going to be in the mix. Jeff Ireland, the Dol- former Dolphins general manager, now down with the Saints, has done a great job with their drafts in recent years. Ryan Poles uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs, who's already gotten an interview request with the New York Giants. I, I would expect you're going to hear his name more. And the Bears put in uh, some requests for names that uh, people may not be that familiar with, but probably yeah. will become more familiar with. Uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa 
Wanted to make sure I got that right. With the uh, Cleveland Browns, former Princeton basketball player. He was a commodities trader. He got hired by the 49ers as an analyst about eight or, eight or nine years ago. And now is the vice president of football operations for the Browns. Uh, somebody you interviewed with the Panthers last year. Wow. Uh, he, he's a really unique and interesting guy to talk to. And working under Andrew Barry, Barry also comes from a little bit different background, even though he, he came up in, on the scouting side. Uh, and he lets Squessy touch everything in the organization, which is something that's interesting to teams uh, yeah. when they're talking to people who have not just been solely a college scout, solely a pro scout. Uh, so him, as well as Glenn Cook, another one from the Browns, uh, you'll get a long list. You always do on the GM side. Tom, like the Vikings, the Bears opting for a complete reboot started with head coach Matt Nagy, who we kind of expected at this point, the way the season has gone there in Chicago and then learning of general manager Ryan Pace also being let go. What do things look like now in Chicago? That was another situation where uh, there had been an anticipation, though certainly not, um, you know, 100%, the pace could be back uh, yeah. for another season. Again, whether he stayed as GM, took on a different title, but instead now it's going to be George McCaskey, Ted Phillips, and uh, they've uh, brought in Bill Polian, the Hall of Fame executive, to assist in the search as well as they look for a new uh, general manager and head coach. And Polian, I can tell you had been calling around for weeks on a variety of different GM candidates. Uh, so this was something that they knew was potentially coming if they, even if they had not uh, made a decision. Uh, so they are fully prepared uh, for this uh, GM search as well as the coaching search. Uh, and a couple of familiar names will be coming in on the coaching side. Doug Peterson is sure. going to interview with the Bears and uh, Leslie Frazier, the Bills defense coordinator, former Vikings coach and former Bears defensive back on that uh, great 1985 team as well. That's a great point. Um, uh, great job, Tom. All 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 day and really, you know, all year keeping all these names together. And, and this is a good time to go back and check out Tom's piece on the uh, rising uh, candidates for both head coaches and executive positions. I got. Can I throw one name at you? Uh, yeah. I'm just just curious your thoughts, especially in Chicago. I only named about 200 people here. Yeah, we did. So why don't you name <laughs> check did. one more? Yeah, I'll just get one more here for you. Um, they mentioned they're going to use Bill Polian's advice um, in, in the search. And I, I think about some of the staff that Bill had in Indianapolis. Um, I think about it's really yes, Jim Caldwell will be a strong candidate. No, yes. no, uh, <laughs> no, not, where are you not going? That one. Not that one. Um, I think about a team that's had really good drafts. What about is this? The, 20 questions. Are you quizzing? This me is good. Right I'm, I'm essentially quizzing you. Uh, the chargers director of college scouting, Kevin, Kevin Kelly. Kelly. Is yes. that is that a name that could be considered here for for general manager openings? I would, I would expect with yeah. Bill Polian running the search, I, I don't know why Kevin would not um, you know be yeah. under some consideration. I mean, look at how the Chargers have drafted. It, I mean, years. knocked it out of the park. That's why Tom I was Telesco curious. is the, yeah. the general manager. Kevin Kelly is the college scouting director. Uh, he's you know running the doing the legwork. They've got one of the best scouting staffs in the league, and Kelly's yeah. played a big role in in putting that together along with uh, Tom Telesco. Sure. Yeah, I mean, look at their first round picks. Um, you know, with Joey Bosa, Justin Herbert, which was a controversial pick at the right. at the time. Right. Uh, you know, Derwin James when he's been healthy, he's been a really good player. You know, going all the way back to Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, Rashawn obviously Slater. I was with the Broncos. Rashawn yeah. Slater. Um, yeah, they, they've done an exceptional job finding guys like Austin Eckler later on too. I mean, they've they, they've been one of the best teams on the personnel side. So, yeah, Kevin Kelly's a name that doesn't get talked about a lot, but certainly I would anticipate that that's one that uh, that would be in the mix. Yeah, I just thought with Polian kind of involved in the search there that maybe that was that was one that that might be considered. Um, and then just lastly, here and we'll get you out of here. As far as the Raiders go, are we going to not hear anything really until their run is done? 
um, with that's with, what Mark Davis told me. Okay, when I saw him at the uh, the league meetings, that was about three or four weeks ago now, and really it was yeah, no, we're nowhere. I just want to focus on the season. And there's some owners who say that, and in reality, they're back channeling and they're sure. pulling your name. Yeah. Mark really is not. Mark really is that focused on the season. Now, certainly there are people connected to the Raiders uh, who are doing their homework and they're going to have some things uh, lined yeah. up here. But credit to Rich Bisaccia for being able to pull that thing together. I mean, think oh, about no. it, not just John Gruden resigning whatever it was four weeks into the season, but you know, a tragedy with Henry oh. Ruggs uh, in a uh, alleged drunk driving incident that left a woman dead, um, you know, facing federal prison time. Uh, you know, you've got the Damon Arnett situation that played out too, where they had to release him. Their other first round pick from the same draft as you, he had guns and was threatening to kill someone. Uh, you know, they've been, they've had injuries. They've, I mean, they've had everything that you could imagine, uh, happen to them. And so for them to kind of have those gut check types of moments and come and perform on the biggest stages, you know, even forget the game last night, which is so wild. Uh, but the previous week against the Colts, having to go yeah. into Indianapolis uh, and, and, you know, punching them right in the mouth against Nobody the really physical they were team on their own yeah. field. So, you know, credit to the uh, to the Raiders. But you're right. I, I would not anticipate you're going to hear. You'll hear rumblings. Ian sure. had one of them with Jim Harbaugh yeah, as a Jim possibility Harbaugh. there. The one thing we know about Mark Davis is he likes to swing big. It's Vegas. It's Everything's bigger. He went after John Gruden uh, when he knew he was going to make the move to Vegas, you know, Bring John Gruden in, pay him ten years and a hundred million dollars. I would anticipate he's going to aim just as high this time. But Pisacci, at least, has coached his way into the conversation. Hundred percent agree with you there. All right, Tom Pelissero, keeping us up to date with everything going on. Tom, great work all day long, buddy. Thank you. You too, Rad. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And that's going to do it for us on this episode of NFL Inside Report. Reminder to download, rate, and review our show on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. We greatly appreciate it. Back with you with two more episodes this week as we look ahead to Super Wild Card Weekend. Six matchups, five of the six will be rematches of games we've seen this regular season. It's going to be fun. For producers Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka, I'm your host, Rhett Lewis. Thanks for being with us. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.